Hey there, quick question before we jump into this episode. Do you wish you could easily build your own website, but you get overwhelmed by it all? If that sounds like you, then allow me to introduce Savvy DIY Site. Half course, half gorgeous website templates designed by yours truly to help you DIY your first WordPress site, redesign your existing one, or migrate from another platform to WordPress, even if you're not very techie or you have no idea where to start. Forget spending hours figuring out the basics or feeling stuck with a website that doesn't really represent you. With Savvy DIY Site, you'll build your website with my step-by-step guidance, easy-to-follow video tutorials, and pro-designed templates that make building your site a breeze. Plus, you can customize everything to fit your unique style and brand so your website looks just like you want. Whether you're launching your first site or updating an old one, Savvy DIY Site gives you the tools and confidence to do it yourself and do it well. Join now and start creating a website you're proud to share. Visit SavvyDIYSite.com to learn more and get started building your website today. Hey, y'all. Today, I get the pleasure of interviewing Carolyn. She is the founder of La Classe de Madame Carolyn. And my French teacher would probably be appalled at my accent, but I tried. (laughs) Carolyn is a French teacher who specializes in creating French immersion resources for primary teachers. Carolyn's been selling on TPT since 2013, back when there was next to nothing available in French. And she likes to say that her store grew in spite of her, not because of her. So today on the podcast, Carolyn is excited to share what she has learned in the past year that's helped her transition from accidental entrepreneur to growing her TPT business in a more intentional way. Let's get to the show. Hey, TPT sellers, ready to see growth in your business? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Savvy Teacher Seller. I'm Kristen Doyle, and I'm here to give you no-fluff tools and strategies that will really make an impact on your sales. Let's get started, y'all. Hi, Caroline. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm really excited to talk to you. Me too. Well, why don't we get started just by telling us a little bit about how you started your business? So I've been on TPT since 2013. I'm a French teacher, and back then there was nothing in French. So I was scrambling around with my other teaching partners who were also brand new teachers and had no resources trying to figure out how to teach the curriculum. So when I realized there was nothing in French on TPT, I kind of just started making things myself and posting them. I saw what a lot of English teachers were doing, and I was like, hey, I could do that too. Yeah. And I think a lot of us kind of started that way. I know my story, I'm not a French teacher, but my story is kind of similar. There were things I needed and I couldn't find them. So I just started creating them and putting them on TPT. And all of a sudden I realized I owned a business and that took me a while. I don't know if you have that same kind of experience. Yeah. Yeah. I would say in the last year, I feel like I own a business and not just like a fun hobby. Yeah. Um, I've heard the phrase thrown around a lot that we are accidental entrepreneurs because really most of us did not set out to start a business. We set out to 
serve teachers by, you know, writing blogs or we had social media and then the store kind of comes out of that or we're shopping on TPT and we realize that there are things we don't have or can't find. So we start creating them. Yeah. And it's that accidental entrepreneur kind of experience seems really common. Yeah, I totally agree. I don't feel like I'm built to be a business person and yet here I am. Yeah. It can make it hard sometimes to wrap your head around everything that goes into running a successful business. I know you shared with me that you felt like you had found some accidental success in the past. Why do you say that? Because I did nothing. Like I posted my resources and for the longest time, I just, I had those you know, when the whole Chevron covers was a thing and you would just put clip art on the on the oh, cover yes. page. So those are my covers. And then my thumbnails were just um, like the pulled from TPT from the resource. And then no, no preview file. My descriptions were nothing. They're like, here's a, <laughs> here's a unit for science that you can use. And I don't know how anyone found my stuff. And how I got any conversions, to be honest. Right. And I think you started around the same time I did on TPT. And I think for me anyway, it feels like things were so much easier then. Oh, because you could, you didn't have to do all the things and you would just get sales. And I think part of that has to do with how much more competition there is now, um, which is a good thing for teachers. It makes our job a little tougher as sellers, (laughs) but it's a good thing for teachers that there's so much more out there for them. Yeah, I agree. But it does make it a little trickier for us as sellers because now we have all these things that we need to be doing to grow our business (laughs) that maybe we haven't been doing in the past. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that even when I started, like, I don't even think that preview files were around at that point. Like, I feel like I remember them emerging after I became a teacher. I might be wrong on that, but. Yeah, I know they certainly weren't as mandatory as they are now. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard this statistic. Uh, TPT has shared, I think people are 60% more likely to purchase if there's a preview. And that doesn't even mean it's a good preview, just if there is a preview. (laughs) So definitely something that we have to include at this point. Yeah. (laughs) Which is what I wound up doing in like November. Because I had some of my old, old products had those preview I don't know if you remember they had those like preview collages that people would do mm-hmm. it's just all the yes. yeah all so, those tiny little images and we couldn't see yeah and just like plopped on top it's like <laughs> look at how many pages are in this document yeah so I had some of those but other than that I had never made a preview file until November like wow. none of my products had preview files because I just couldn't be bothered and that was a huge mistake because as soon as I added those in so I took your boot camp, I think in like October, I think it was the first one you did. Yeah, and last October. Yeah. And you were talking about preview files and all that stuff. And I was like, oh, like, okay, I guess I should do it. So I added, I spent like weeks and I did hundreds of them. And like my views and everything, like my conversions have just like skyrocketed since then. So I don't know what I was thinking for the past <laughs> years. Yeah. Oh, they make such a huge difference. And then once you have previews, if you start going in and tweaking and making them better, you can keep improving that conversion rate, Yeah, um, which is 
so, so good for our sales, but it's also good just for helping teachers to see what it is they're purchasing. I know we all like to see before we make a purchase. So it's definitely helpful for them too. Yeah. And that's kind of what pushed me was I started kind of doing a bit of video previews as well as PDF previews. But then I thought about, and I know not everyone is a consumer like I am, but I don't buy resources that don't have previews. So why did none of my products have previews? But on the flip side of that, I don't look at, I never, ever, ever look at video previews. So I decided not to spend my time yet doing those, but. Well, and I think that's smart. I think the PDF preview definitely needs to come before the video. And then once you've got all your PDF previews taken care of, then maybe you can start thinking about adding some video previews in too. Yeah, to certain things. Not, I have almost 700 resources in my store at this point. (laughs) It's a lot of work. No, your store is huge compared to mine. I think I have 175. <laughs> yeah, and I've redone my covers and my pictures and my descriptions and my previews like multiple times in the last few years. And it it's a big job. It is. It yeah. is. I definitely suggest that you don't be like me and that you start earlier. <laughs> yeah, start doing it right from the beginning. Yeah. Don't we all wish we had had a TPT big brother or sister to tell us how to start everything so that we were doing it the right way, starting everything off on the right foot before you had 700 projects. Exactly. Especially because like a lot of, there is more stuff now for new sellers out there like this podcast and other uh, courses and all that stuff. But back when we started, there was nothing. And I love how much there is available for us to learn from each other and collaborate now. It's a really nice change. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, I agree. So you said one thing that you were not doing before was previews. Anything else that you have recently realized you should have been doing all along and weren't? Another thing that I learned from you last, uh, so last year was the first conference that I attended virtually because again, I'm in Canada, so it's more expensive for me to attend. And I was never interested, to be honest. I was like, this is a side <laughs> hobby. Like, do people actually go to this? Apparently they do. Oh, yeah. they do. Um, so, <laughs> so last year I learned that there was a term called SEO. I didn't even know that <laughs> existed yes. until I listened to your uh, your presentation. And so that's another thing that I've been really focusing on. Um, I have kind of a, like a dummy description. I have like a dummy description now that I use and tweak. Yeah, like a template. Yes. I have a template that I use for my descriptions and it makes it easier to kind of throw in all the SEO things in there. And I've learned a lot in the last year, but I definitely like, I used to put up blog posts and didn't know that keywords and all that was a thing and just hope that people found them and they obviously didn't find them. And yeah, so there's been a lot of changes in the last year. I know you have been learning so much and working so hard over the last year or so. And it's been really exciting to hear some of those changes that you have made. What kind of results are you seeing from sort of shifting in your focus to optimizing products and working on previews and doing SEO, all of those things? What kind of results have you gotten? So I I don't have the numbers off the top of my head, but I would say that I'm probably doubling what I was making before. My store really skyrocketed uh, in about, I think 2007 was kind of the upward trend. 
No, earlier than that, but 2018 was definitely my peak year. And then 2019, things went down a little bit. 2020 for me was actually a very bad year. Like I made mm-hmm. a lot less than I had in some of the previous years. And so many was, people struggled in 2020 with everything that was going on. Yeah. Things that, you know, people weren't buying the same types of resources with COVID mm-hmm. and maybe even weren't needing them. Like our schools, they didn't know what to do with us when yeah. we closed in March. They just were like, you can send papers to your kids every week you can do video calls if you'd like but you don't have to mm-hmm. so i was yeah yeah there was not our, much the going first on. year ours were like that too it was all over the place no yeah. one knew what to do no no it was definitely like those kids did not learn anything in the last little while because no, there was really no school <laughs> happening yeah but yeah, so my sales tanked, but I don't know if it was only because of COVID. Like, I think it was also just because there was just that expectation of more. Because I feel like people expect more on TPT now in terms of like mm-hmm. the SEO to get your stuff seen because there's more of it, or the preview files, or the better pictures and the cover photos that aren't outdated. That it- yeah, so that's an interesting thought that shift. I know we've all experienced as sellers, I feel like I have to do so much more. But because sellers are doing more and we're presenting our resources, honestly, just in a more professional way now. Yeah. But because so many of us are doing that, because we've made that shift as a whole group, that means if you aren't doing those things, then teachers are used to seeing that more. Like you said, they're used to seeing those professional looking covers and quality photos good previews, all of those things. So if your resources aren't checking those boxes, especially those of us with really old resources still in our store, yeah. if some of these older ones aren't checking all those boxes. It really, I think, at least for me, has been very much worth it to go in and update, whether I'm updating the actual product or just updating the cover, the thumbnails, the previews, those kinds of things to make them look more current and professional so that they can compete. Yeah, I totally agree. I had some products even um, that were some of the first products I'd made and they were class decor stuff and they were like so outdated. I was like, I don't know, like there's literally no point in me keeping this up because no one will buy it if it looks Mm -hmm. like this. I should either take it down or revamp it. So I've revamped some of my older stuff. But then the caveat of that is I find that when I am looking at just kind of updating pictures or something like that, that I will find resources and be like, oh, but I need to do more with this. This needs more. So then I'm making a lot more work for myself than I plan to. It is. It can definitely be that way. One thing that I try to do for that is just tell myself, like, this is what I'm doing today, whatever that is, whether it's all I'm doing today is updating the cover and the thumbnails. And then I'll put all those other things I realize need to be done on a to-do list in my ClickUp so that it's there for me whenever I get ready to work on that stuff. It also helps me a lot to batch what I'm working on. If I'm in like cover and thumbnail mode, then it's hard for me to shift gears and do SEO. I need to be in one lane and focus on multiple products. Yeah, I agree with that. But then I'm also kind of like, well, if I don't do it now, then I don't know if I'll come back to it. So if I don't Mm -hmm. deal with because, again, those old, old products, like I had one, it was um, like classroom jobs. And it literally just says 
classroom jobs for your French classroom includes 23 jobs. That was, that was my description. It was literally two sentences. Yeah. And if I don't go back and fix it. Yeah, exactly. And if I don't fix Mm -hmm. it now, am I going to prioritize it later? Probably not because it's one of my lower end items. It's not something that is high priority to me. So I may as well just do it now. But then, you know, I know there's two sides to that, that choice for sure. And I can see both of them being good and valuable depending on what's going on. Yeah. I routinely fall down rabbit holes. Tell my husband, my husband's like, what is it now? Like, because I think I've redone my covers three times in the last year or two, maybe four. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm finally happy with how they look. So we're good now. Yeah. I am there too. I've redone mine twice in the last year. And I thought I was going to love what I did the first time. And two or three months later, I just didn't. And so. Yeah. Now I'm at a point where I'm really loving it. Maybe the lesson there is don't redo your whole store at one time. Do like 10 products and live with it for a couple of months. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Because like my, the ones that I did, the first ones I did, so I didn't like the way that I had made the, like the title, added the title and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I also like got really uh, much better at taking photos. Like the, my first photos were not that great and didn't show that much. And now I have a light box and mm-hmm. it's, it, it looks better, but then that was now my third time in the last two years taking photos of my products. So, yeah, you said something about prioritizing and how some of those lower sales products, the ones that aren't your best sellers, how they can just get pushed to the bottom and you might not ever get back around to it. Can you kind of talk a little bit about how you prioritize and how you decide what to work on when? So I usually try to start with my best sellers. Like I have a lot of big, big bundles that are uh, French phonics or science resources and things like that, because these are the ones that I want to make sure the conversion rate always continues to stay high. I usually, if I'm going to do something like I'll do it to those. For example, even though I redid all my, or I made preview files in the fall, I'm redoing them now because I saw your video where you talked about the the widescreen and I was like, that's genius because mine were in portrait. Yeah. And I was like, I need I to do, do that. Love it. Yeah. And so I've, I'm like now like, okay, well, I'll start with these ones because these are the ones that sell the most and get the most views. And then one day I'll get to those classroom jobs and alphabet posters that nobody buys. Yeah. Those at the bottom of the list and get there eventually. I am kind of doing mine the same way. So I still have a lot of previews that are vertical portrait orientation letter size previews, but my best sellers are the ones that I've started with going kind of from the top down, switching them over to the 16 by nine, the widescreen previews. And I do really like the way it looks and how much easier it is to read, especially as you're scrolling it. Yeah, I totally agree. When I when you uh, talked about that, I was like, "That's genius!" Like, I need to be doing that. Well, I have to give full credit. I actually got that idea from Danielle Hall. She is the one who told me that she had switched over to the landscape previews and how much she liked them. And I went and looked at her store, and I fell in love with it too. So, and it's it's making its way down because um, I'd been a mastermind, and I brought it up in my mastermind group last week or two weeks ago and they 
like I showed them one of my new ones that I had done and they're like, that's great. So now like, I think <laughs> almost everybody in the group was like, Hey, look, I did one and this is what it looks like. And yeah. so I was like, I feel like an influencer and it wasn't even my idea. <laughs> <laughs> All those ideas, they spread so quickly in our community. Oh, totally. <laughs> so I always like to leave everyone at the end of an episode with an action step of some kind. What would you suggest? that everybody listening do first to start optimizing those older products? Ooh, that's hard because I find that it depends on what needs to be done. I would say if it needs an update, like the product itself needs an update, I would do that first. And then obviously do the, if you're, if you're updating it and the look changes and all that, you got to redo the pictures and the covers and all that. So start with the, um, Start with the product itself if it needs an update. If it doesn't need an update, then I would look at the pictures and the preview and then probably finish off with the descriptions because that's my least favorite part to do. <laughs> we're going to get <laughs> you there. We're going to work. We're going to work on SEO and we're going to get you there on the description. <laughs> <laughs> I am the exact opposite. I take my products because I know that the, the bones inside are usually still good. So I take my products from like the outside in and I work on the photos and the cover and the preview and the description. In fact, probably the title and the description are the first things that I edit because <laughs> I feel like yeah. those are easy, but I'm the SEO person too. That's a good point. If you are looking at it from the SEO side, definitely yeah. that's what you'd want to start with. But I'm just thinking of my 2013 really oh, yeah. ugly yeah. Uh, stuff. Like. <laughs> Actually, I redid one of my products and what prompted me to do it was that I went back to work after my mat leave in June and two teachers in my school had some of my question, um, French question posters in their classroom. And every time I walked in during lunch duty, I'm like, oh, they're so ugly. Oh, why are these still up? So I had to redo them. So there have been so many times I have updated a product solely because I saw it on my notifications that it had sold and I had that oh response. <laughs> like I have to go update this. I feel that. Yeah. When you're embarrassed about it every time it sells, it's a good yeah. cue that you need to update the whole product and not just the cover and the thumbnail. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I've kind of like I'm moving away from doing the decor stuff because as much as I had a lot of fun with it almost 10 years ago, mm -hmm. it doesn't age, like it ages really quick. It's yeah. not the same as yeah. like curriculum, like not the same yeah, as curriculum not... resources. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I enjoyed making classroom decor too, probably about 10 years ago, like you, yeah. <laughs> but I did learn that it would sell really well for a couple of years and then it would yeah. just start to drop off and I would have to keep cranking out new ones. Yeah. And you'd either have to update the old ones to keep the, the views and the sales and all that data mm -hmm. or start from scratch and then have all these old ones that you're like, well, what am I going to do with it? Cause yeah. no one's going to buy these. Yep. I've kind of shifted over to mostly curriculum stuff too. For this yeah. Time. I'm, a, I'm the same. The only ex um, exception to that is um, I have, I do make some teacher planners and I've definitely taken a few out of my store because I think that they needed to be retired. They were ugly, mm -hmm. but I make them for myself. So then I post it in my store oh. and then yeah. all of a sudden I have, 10 that I need to update every year. So <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I stopped making anything that requires yearly updates because I got tired of doing them. 
I just um, added a flip calendar to my calendar resource that is one again a really old product because mm-hmm. I wanted it. Yeah. And I added the years up until 2034. Yes. So I was like cuz then you I don't figured... have to keep coming back. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. That's kind of what I did with my teacher planners that I had to I added I think I'm good through 2025 and then I'll have to update them again. See, why well, just stopped like over the years I um, just did less and less so at the beginning it used to have the date on the cover so I took that out and then I used to actually go in and make the monthly calendars with the numbers in them which was a huge pain so I stopped doing that and I just added a little circle so that people can write the number in it definitely helps I think it's it's so smart to think through it like how can I make this less work for me to update every year but still good and helpful for teachers yeah, and it's basically take all the dates out, except yeah. for the one calendar <laughs> at the beginning. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for talking with me today. It has been such a fun chat, and I really loved getting to hear some more about your story and how you've grown your business over the last 10 years from that accidental entrepreneur to really being so much more intentional with what you're doing in your business and Seeing how it pays off has been so exciting for me to hear about. Tell everyone where they can find you. So you can find me on Instagram at MME Carolyn. I'm always happy to talk TPT stuff. So definitely reach out and I'd love to connect with you. And thank you, Kristen, for having me. This is a lot of fun. I'm so glad that I could join. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you can relate to feeling like an accidental entrepreneur and you loved this episode, share a screenshot on Instagram and tag us at kristendoyle.co and at mmecarolyn. That's M-M-E-C-A-R-O-L-I-N-E. And if you want to learn more about the Profit Booster Bootcamp, where Carolyn learned to be more intentional about her TPT work, you can get all the details at ProfitBoosterBootCamp.com or in today's show notes. Talk to you soon. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please share it with another teacher seller who would also find it helpful. For more resources on growing your TPT business, head to KristenDoyle.co forward slash TPT. Talk to you soon.